Hello, friends and folks, and welcome back to Romance of the Two Networks. I'm Six Detmar from Scanline Media. I'm Jennifer Uncle from Scanline Media. I'm Jackson Tyler from Abnormal Mapping. And I'm M from Abnormal Mapping. It's Gundam time. <laughs> it, is, it is Gundam time. We spent the first, uh, like, five minutes, ten minutes of this uh, before we started recording looking at some of the uh, real-type versions of uh, three, three Kingdoms Gunpla. They look so fucking good. They're, they're so really I'm expensive. Be, I'm going to be so mad when we get to the show and it's just SD Gundams. I want these. I want this in a real show now. Well, it's nice to want things. It is nice to want things. What if an SD Gundam piloted a real Gundam? How would you feel about that? Mm. Mm. That mm. Mm. I don't mm. hate it. I don't hate it. I think I think it's like deviant, but in like a cool <laughs> way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I just wanted to throw that out there. I'm sure no one else has ever thought of that before. Um, so we are here for chapters 109, 110, and 111, but we're not yet. Because it's time for Kingdom News. Kingdom News. Kingdom News. <laughs> All right. So I have two pieces of Kingdom News for you. Uh, we're going to start off with uh, a, a new item that is for sale if you have $390 sitting around. I don't. Uh, there is a one-sixth scale uh, gold armor collectible action figure of Zhao Hao Dun, which I am now going to link to the friends. Hell yeah. Uh, it looks pretty good. Let's look at this. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I don't really want anything of Zhao Hao Dun, like, ever. It's not really my thing, but this is this is pretty nice looking. If he had a collectible, if he, if he had, like, a version with and without eye patch and, a, and an eye you could have him holding then I might be interested, but this is just him with an eye patch. Pretty nice. So. This is a nice, nice figure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I know $390.85, a lot of money. If you want $1 off, <laughs> you can use the coupon 804I2CET1MJO. Well, that's the water savings. Uh, which might no longer be a good coupon by the time that this podcast comes out. I don't know. It's a dollar off. Do you really care? <laughs> no one's buying this. <laughs> no one's buying this. No one's buying this. <laughs> so let's move on to the cooler piece of Kingdom News, shall we? Yeah. Sure. Uh, so back in 2008 uh, and going through 2009, there was an excavation in... Uh, Zhigaozhui village in the Anyang district of China of some graves, right? But then they realized these were two graves for one person. And they realized that person was Cao Cao. Oh, shit. Um, and so, over the last decade, they have been restoring the tomb, which was robbed, but there was so much shit in there that there still was, like, 250 artifacts in there King, after being robbed. King shit. King shit. <laughs> and, uh, hopefully, with it, by the end of the year, Sao Sao's tomb will be open, and you can just, as a member of the public, walk through it and look at Sao Sao's fucking tomb. Yo, that rips. That's cool. It's really cool. I'm looking at some, some art of it. Like, here's, um... Here's from 2010 when they were beginning the restoration efforts. And even in disarray, look at how fucking cool this place looks. Oh, yeah. That looks sick. Oh, yeah. Um. So, yeah, just this these massive, like, two tombs 
full of full of artifacts and and the history of uh one of the one of the great figures of, of chinese history um it covers over 33 hectares of land which is a lot a hectare let's do the conversion here is uh, t- uh about two and a half acres. Yep, because that's a useful metric. Uh-huh. Yep. Jeez. Okay. So you could put a gun to my head, I could not tell you how big an acre is. Uh okay, so a a hectare is basically one hundred meters by one hundred meters. Okay. So an acre is what 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 an acre is just like <laughs> An acre. Well, listen. An acre isn't metric. So no, it's acre is like the size of a field. Like, I don't know. Right. An acre would be about two hundred and forty-seven meters by two hundred and forty-seven meters. Well, uh, I know how big that is. Not <laughs> I have um, absolutely no sense okay. of how large that is. Uh, let's let's see if we can get. Uh, give me context. It's for two and a half an football acre. fields. Okay. Uh, specifically, the length of two and a half football fields, because a football field is a hundred meters long. Um, so if you... Oh yeah, uh, an acre of land is about a football field, so a hectare would be about two and a half of them. Sure. Yeah. Or uh, as this indicates, uh, one acre is about uh, the l- length of one thousand five hundred eighty-four potatoes. This is a stupid graphic. <laughs> well, just keep. Uh, so it sounds like this tomb area is. Over 60 football fields large? Yeah, I think that's about right. Okay, that's pretty fucking big. Uh, yeah, it's big. Kingdom it's big, news, big we don't know how area. distance works. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I guess that is kingdom news because people didn't know that about us. And we are uh, we are part of the the, the current uh, Three Kingdoms oeuvre. So, kingdom uh, news, we're way, news, we're way dumber than you might have initially suspected. <laughs> 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 uh, do you want to move on to our chapter summaries? I, I do. suppose. All right. Well, chapter 109, a Han general's ruse, Sima Zhao trapped. Retribution for the House of Wei, Cao Fang deposed. Another chapter, another invasion of Wei by Jian Wei. This time, Xu meets a gener- sends a general to meet the Qiang forces to ensure their cooperation. This meets with initial success, but Wei general Xu Zi proves undefeatable. Uh, Jiang Wei turns this into a battle of logistics and lures Zhu Ji into a trap. He slays him, then traps Sima Zhao. Zhao accepts his death, but heaven ordains his survival and he decides to hold on. Chen Tai and Guo Huai trick and outmaneuver the Qiang forces, and Guo Huai shames the Qiang king into falling in line with Wei. They chase Xu off, but Guo Huai is slain. In the capital... Emperor Fang of Wei tries to organize his loyalists to force the Sima family out, but the plot is discovered, and Sima Shi cracks down hard. He has the Empress strangled, forces Emperor Fang into exile, and appoints Cao Mao as the new emperor. These events inspire a new rebellion, which Sima Shi rides to beat. How will it go? Read on. Poorly. <laughs> the answer is always poorly. Well, this time it's poorly for everyone. Yeah. I feel like it might be in a minority and that I think these three chapters like are really good. Like they, they whip hard. All of this is great. 
I just don't I, like the events are fine. I just don't care about any of these people. Like we're in like the the D tier characters. Yeah, but like watching uh, the Sal family get owned the same way that they did the old Emperor uh, is good. Like it's just good. I don't know. I like the way all this stuff is going down. Um, I think that like the invasions of Wei uh, under Jianwei um, are better than like uh the common ones because there's like actual tension as to whether he's gonna do anything because he's not like yeah, I feel- ordained as the greatest tactician alive i feel like there's a good balance here for for my money of like it isn't it isn't the era of heroes anymore right so there aren't these figures that are like guaranteed to win there aren't these kong mings and stuff where you're like okay sure this is just gonna go well but you also have like it's also not a not complete nobodies, right? You have characters like Jiang Wei. You have we're about to meet uh, Deng Ai. You have these characters to at least latch on to, mm-hmm. um, and I feel like that combination is really effective for me. Yeah, and I I really like the idea of like uh, you know Wei loyalists. <laughs> like their states, what like sixty years old at this point? I don't know how uh, uh exactly how exactly what year we're in because it. We I don't know, know time, we don't know distance, we don't know fucking thing. <laughs> no thoughts had empty, kingdom time. <laughs> That's what it's all uh, about. This chapter sold me on Zhang Wei because his whole, his feint when he's facing off against Guo Hai is brilliant. Like, he runs out of arrows at some point, so he just starts plucking his, um, his bowstring without anything in there. Well, why eventually catches on. He's like, this motherfucker doesn't have any arrows. So <laughs> he shoots an arrow at Zhang Wei. Zhang Wei catches it and then t- whips back around and shoots Guo Hai in the forehead, killing him. Uh, that's some king shit right there. <laughs> it's pretty good. Zhang J- J- Wei sucks, but that's pretty good. Zhang Wei's fine. He's fine. He's He's... He had the only thing he has ever done is attempt to invade Wei and fail. At least Kong Ming did other things. Yeah, to be fair, it's the only thing on his to do list. He doesn't have the that's, opportunity to like. It's true. You know, that's true. He should take up brocade work or something. Like you know, there's other things to do. <laughs> you know, I, I guess when you put it that way, it makes me think of like when I'm playing like a grand strategy game and like I recruit someone late in the campaign. And all they've got to do is this one fight that I can never win. That's not their fault. <laughs> also, it must be stressed. They do keep losing because heaven is like, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. That's that's true. But, yeah. Um, overall, like, it's it's just... We're gonna... Okay. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna get into chapter 110 because I feel like chapter 110, for my money, is the most interesting of these chapters. Uh, yeah. Um... Uh, chapter 110, Wen Yang, riding alone, drives back a brave force. Jiang Wei, back to the water, defeats a great enemy. Guan Kui Jian, which, uh, by the way, we are officially at the point where any pronunciation corrections, feel free to, to DM me. These are characters who I can't even find a way to look up their name pronunciation. So, uh, Loyal General of Wei marches to excise the Simas from the reins of the kingdom. Sima Shi just had eye surgery, so he is unhappy, but sees no choice but to suppress this in person. The fighting proves more difficult than he expects, and a surprise attack stresses him out so much that, content warning for Gore, his eye pops out. Big mood, honestly. (laughs) 
He manages to push it back in under great pain. Not in so much of a big mood. (laughs) (laughs) Wei's general Dang Ai outflanks the rebels and deals them a sharp defeat. Remember the name Dang Ai. He's going to come up more. Despairing of the odds, Guang Jian drinks himself into a stupor and gets killed. Sima Shi does not get to enjoy the victory, however, because... Content warning for gore again. The darn die pops out again and he dies. Uh, that's move. a big move. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sima Zhao takes over as the regent marshal, and Jiang Wei sees this as an opportunity for another attack. He takes a bloody toll of Wei's forces, but ultimately has to retreat due to the strategy of Deng Ai. After returning home, Jiang Wei rallies his forces for the, his third invasion in two chapters. How will it go? Read on. Yeah, I, I feel like this chapter in 111 gets into that, but uh, I think Jiang Wei's biggest problem is that he doesn't know how to follow up on victories. Like, he's good at taking people by surprise and getting shit done, but then he doesn't know how to capitalize that on... He doesn't know how to capitalize on that, and instead of listening to people being like, hey, maybe we should just take a break since you did so well, he's like, nope, let's go chase them into the obviously impenetrable fortress. That'll go well. Yep. It, it doesn't. <laughs> I just, I'm just stuck on Sima Shi's whole saga here. Yes. Uh, <laughs> this is just rough, man. Uh, my guy's like, like, oh, the rebels are attacking, but I just had a tumor removed from my eye. Well, <laughs> I guess that's fine. And he goes out there, and yeah, he gets so stressed out that his eye pops out, um, and he just sort of, like, like it says basically, like, he puts his eye back in and just, like, chews the shit out of his sheets. <laughs> uh, you know, if he was a real baller, he would have eaten his eye. I've, I'm always saying that this. eye. Legends only. You know, it would would have stopped it from popping out again and killing yep. him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's worked before. You, you, sometimes you just got to do some ill shit. And like going and laying down because you have a bad headache, not it. Not so much. Not so much. Uh, you got you to gotta pray to ev- heaven to change your fate. Because clearly, I feel like when you're at the point where your eye pops out, that's, <laughs> I would consider that a bad omen. Time to go home. <laughs> just turn the army around and we're done. <laughs> I have just like just sitting there holding my eyeball in one hand, going, "I think it's time to delegate." <laughs> <laughs> um, I do also like that this like it's not like his presence really did anything. He showed up, he got outflanked, he got stressed out, his eye fell out, and then uh, Guan uh, Kui, uh, sort of like makes a few moves that go badly, and then gets so drunk that his own men cut his head off. <laughs> Yeah, if I were uh, if if I were Simashi, I would have basically been like, okay, like as part of my dying wishes, I want you to find the the advisors that told me no, you have to be the one to go out despite you having a tumor, and I want you to just behead them because <laughs> well, he's is he's the one who made that call. Yeah, but he was That's his he fault. was talked into it though. Yeah, it's true. It's true. People are like, no, 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 you, you have to, only you can go and console these families and take military action. Like, even though you have a chain of command, clearly you should be doing this, despite 
being bedridden and with a gigantic eye tumor. Imagine imagine if this book wasn't about to end and we got Sima Shi as this recurring character who just any time he got stressed out, his eye fell out. <laughs> um, Sima Shi action figure. Press a lever to <laughs> shoot a eyeball up. <laughs> yeah, you just it, you make it like one of those one of those action figures that like like you know has like the like the the gel in it. So like when you squeeze it, it swells up, but yeah. it swells up in the face of the eyeballs. Oh. Or you just have the eye like you can grab the eye and it's like it's like a pull string. Only it's on the front, so you pull it out. I don't and like let this. It, go, it slowly reels back in, and he goes, "Ah, there's a snake in my boots." <laughs> Somebody's poisoned the water hole. Um, let's go on to chapter one eleven with no more eye jokes. I can't promise that. I'm sorry. Um, with ingenuity, Dang Ai defeats Jiang Wei. For justice's sake, Zhuge Dan campaigns against Sima Zhao. In Wei, Chen Tai is celebrating the win when Deng Ai lays out an irrefutable argument that Xu is about to invade again. Cheng Tai is astonished by Deng Ai's genius, and the two become close friends. Jiang Wei is warned about Deng Ai, but brushes off the warning, only to immediately find himself in hot water due to Deng Ai's incredible troop placement. He tries to fool Deng Ai with a scheme, but Wei's young strategist sees right through it and delivers the Shu general a series of defeats. Jiang Wei barely escapes back to the Riverlands with his life. Meanwhile, Zhu Gaidan of Wei decries the Sima family's tyranny and marches against them. He convinces the Southland to join his campaign as well. Sima Zhao rides to meet them, forcing Emperor Mao to ride as well. In this battle, battle between North and South, who will emerge the victor? Read on. It's a very good comedic bit when Dang Ai gives out five reasons for why um, the Riverlands are going to try and invade again, and then it cuts over to Jiang Wei making the same five points as to why he should head out and try and invade Wei again. I also really like, like, so he he shows up and he looks and he's like. Ah, shit, look at this troop placement. Kong Ming couldn't have done better himself. Okay, here's what we're going to do. I want you to have a rotating series of you're going to have these guards that are running back and forth. Every day they're going to have a different uniform, which is indicating a different direction. And then they're going to head from here to here. And Deng Ai is going to spend a while decoding the meaning of this. And in that time, we will... And meanwhile, Deng Ai sees the first set of troops and he's like, oh, this is just a fake. Go kill him. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I I love that this attempt to buy time does like actually actively loses them time. <laughs> sometimes you think too hard about tactics. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes. Um, it's I you know we're seeing a new approach to uh to the the strategy that beats the genius strategy. Previously, we'd seen uh the CME strategy of no, just stay here. And now we're seeing the dang eye of, he's bluffing. No, he's bluffing. Uh, you just don't need to play all these, like, uh, big brain genius games sometimes. I think Dan Ai is a cool, uh, Dan Ai is a cool, like, uh, cool general. Would have been cooler if he was in an earlier period of the book. Um, oh, sure. you mean when the book sure. was good? But <laughs> 
I still think this is fine. I still think this is fine. These are good chapters. These are good chapters. These are good chapters. We're coming towards I the end. I think I'm just tired. Is the, I'm just tired of the kingdoms. I'm just tired. Oh, don't worry. I've I've heard that uh, after on a long enough schedule, they might reunite again. Well, I mean, there, you know, way has never been more doomed. It's they're the perfect getting invaded time. every chapter, and also they're attacking themselves every chapter. The way is gonna fall soon. Conditions are perfect. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, yeah, meanwhile, the Southlands still just... just Chilling. <laughs> occasionally people walk up to them and be like, hey, you should help us. And they're like, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, again, we have a period where... The book reveals that they've gone through, like, several different regime changes going on. Like, the new prime minister is said to be a cutthroat motherfucker who has ended up killing his way to the top. But that's, like, only a paragraph or two that they explain that in. I wonder if uh, the Southlands also outlawed historians. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, just no one has anything to say. <laughs> <laughs> Same old, same old. One backstabbing here, another coup there. You know the drill. Well, actually, basically no coups in the Southland. I don't think there has been a single attempted coup that we've learned about in this book in the Southland. Some I people mean, are just stable. The, yeah, yeah, some people just have their shit together. The, the Sun family had this like seat of power before all of this. Mm-hmm. Like, and they're, just, they're just sort of taking care of business. Yeah, they're just chilling down there. Uh, remember when uh, there was a dispute over who would be the like the successor, the new emperor in the Southlands, and there could have been a war succession, but instead they just sort of talked it out and everyone was happy with it? Yeah, they're doing well, though. It <laughs> seems like a good approach. Instead of this situation we have up, uh, up here, where now, because Seamashi was like, I don't know, I feel like this guy's a dick, what if we just kicked him out and made a new emperor, and now he's facing constant revolts? Yep. It's almost like he's come across as arbitrary. What? And, oh, I'm sorry. I, I'll take it back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't know. I I I am ready for this book to end. But like, I mean, you know, this is this is good. It's a good book. I'm yeah. having a good time. Good yeah. chapters. I think it's uh coming into its final final stretch pretty well. We've only got three weeks left. Yeah the the end the end rapidly approaches um i still hold to my my theory that i think i think shu's gonna win and i think way will be the first to fall i just don't feel like you have much of a book well I, again i do think the kingdoms are going to unite and i don't think you have much of a book if Wu wins because if that was going to happen they would have spent more time explaining what was happening in Wu. it feels like such an afterthought so that's my evidence. Who can I know say? I can't. I know Jackson yeah, can't just, comment. Just so sitting, this is just, sitting this is just here. me. And I know I know M has never once been persuaded by an argument of mine. So I guess I'm just trying to win over Jen. <laughs> like, I could see that happening. Or I could just see something, ha- something coming out out of the blue to completely change everything. Because I feel like that's happened a few times in this book. Also, history's weird, so I, I feel like history doesn't entirely match the narrative contrivances of a book. 
but the 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 book has i mean the book is inventing things to like explain why history went the way it went right like i don't think lord guan's ghost actually ever appeared uh i will say uh i guess it's it's i can just reveal this uh a thing happened in these three chapters that i remembered from my asian history course that i took in college so i know what happens at the end of this book now (laughs) Uh, okay excellent because there was a thing that just like triggered a thing in my mind i'm like oh i remember this (laughs) so Hmm. okay well i guess i guess it's just me and jen now yep the only ones who were pure yep (laughs) Sure, we can, we can go with that wording. You know, I really didn't think you were going to be the one to object to me calling you pure, but okay. <laughs> go ahead and dunk on yourself. That's fine. <laughs> uh, hey, Jackson. Yo. Uh, if if people appreciate you, um, that's good. They should. Oh, thank mm. you. Where do you think the best place to appreciate you would be Fuck that off they them. can access? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, go ahead. <laughs> uh, as plugs are. Yeah, uh, you can find me at HeadfulsOff on Twitter.com. You can find the podcast uh, that me and I'm doing at com. Uh, we are recording at Mapping on Metro Prime very soon uh, after this goes out. And um, I yeah. hear it's the second best game ever made. I mean, what? it's the Citizen Kane of video games, so I don't know what you're going to do better than that. What's the first best game uh, ever made? Majora's Mask. Mm, oh, no. Okay. <laughs> I like Majora's Mask a lot. It's no Metroid Prime. Let's be serious. I mean, you know, one and two, it's close. It's close. Mm-hmm. No, no. Metroid uh, Majora's Mask is probably like top 30, but only top 30. Mm. Well, and if people want bad opinions about video games, where would they go for that? Uh, well, you can go to S I X D E T T N A R on Twitter. You can find me at EM underscore being. Uh, and you can uh, support us talking about Gundam mostly on our Patreon, patreon.com slash Mapping. $1 gets you us talking about Gundam Wing and Space Runner Ideon. We had uh, Dre from Friends of the Table on this week. It was a good time. So, Excellent. Excellent. I need to catch up on Ideon. Yes, you uh, do. Yeah, it's great. My, uh, my, I, I've been watching via High Dive and I had to take a month off. And so I wasn't able to access it but now i will i will get back on the idion train it's a truck mm-hmm. but yeah to- todoro key yes the idion truck it's a space truck <laughs> fair fair point fair point it's a series of space trucks though right that's yes. true it's multiple it's like space which trucks. i guess turns it into a space train <laughs> i mean that is it a train if it's if, if it runs on is a train defined by being on rail rails or being like connected by different things like no i think it's a space caravan a space convoy there we go why isn't there a, a show called space convoy that's my question i actually I, i'm space sure there's convoy ideon ideon uh space convoy now i just get the space shuttle recovery convoy which you know rude Went and picked up uh, the space shuttle after it died in the ocean every time. Mm. Yeah, no space. Uh, j- I, I feel like you shouldn't. I, <laughs> not to interrupt. I feel like you shouldn't describe a, a a spacecraft known for blowing up spectacularly twice as dying every time it lands in the ocean. It's like it's a not, curse phrasing. That's not what I meant. Yeah, I just meant when it landed not. in the ocean. Uh, I guess it blew up twice. When was the other time? Challenger and uh, the other one. Disco- I, 
Is it Discovery, the one that... Or am I thinking of Challenger? I'm thinking of the one in the 80s with the teacher on it. Was it yeah. Challenger? Yeah, that was Challenger. So what was the other one? I don't know what the other one is. Um, it was the one that was like... Uh, ba -ba -ba -ba. Not Challenger. No, we got uh, Columbia in 2003. It blew up in 2003? I was like a child who cared about space then. How do I not know about that? Yeah, Columbia. Like, the the, the like ice fell and broke some of the foam and whatever. It, it blew up on re-entry. You don't remember? This is like a big deal. No, oh, right. so yeah. what's wrong with me? Yeah, no, I, I had compressed it into one incident. Yeah, no, there was the one in the 80s, and then there was the one in the 2003. And, oh, yeah. Uh, this yeah. was the, yeah, you're right. This was the re-entry one, unfortunately. Yep. Yeah, because I just the one of the only the one I remember. Anyway, so I don't I don't mean to uh, disrespect the <laughs> death of people in the space shuttle. Mm, real bummer <laughs> is uh, on the space shuttle Columbia page. There is a section called Future that starts with "Had Columbia not been destroyed?" <laughs> it's like, mm, guys, uh, that sucks. Am Jen. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you can find me at JBU3 on Twitter. Uh, most of my stuff is on scanlinemedia.com or patreon.com slash scanlinemedia. I do have a visual novel slash adventure game slash anything sufficiently narrative-based podcast called uh, Novel Not New, a true end podcast, which you can find on the Abnormal Mapping Network at readinggames.online. We did three short games for the most recent episode, and our next episode is going to be on Ghost Trick Phantom Detective. So that's exciting. Uh, really excited for Ghost Trick. Ghost Trick rules. Yeah. Um, but uh, I am. I already got a. I already got a quick shout out for uh, from M, though under some uh, questionable uh, <laughs> criteria. Uh, if you what? want really good opinions. Uh, cool back to five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm at six Detmar, S I X D E T T M A R on Twitter. Uh, pin tweet there tells you my stuff, but it's basically scanlinemedia.com and patreon.com slash scanlinemedia. Um, and if you are listening to this, there are good odds that you are a, a appreciator of the Great Gundam Project. And if that's so, you might like its completely unofficial, completely unsponsored sister podcast. <laughs> Uh, Dylan and I from the uh, Abnormal Mapping Discord have started a podcast called Mechanista NG, where uh, every week we just randomly roll uh, from a list that we've made and pick a mobile suit and just talk about it from a design perspective, and it's really fun. And uh, if you're worried about getting spoiled on future stuff, we have built an elaborate system of spoilers to avoid that happening. Yep, only took me so. catching a bullet. <laughs> it wasn't that big of a bullet. Um. um but yeah until next time folks read on read on read on read on